Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. FixTheNation.com. Back one more time. Um, so a couple quick things. One, yes, still running as your New York protest vote for the U.S. Senate. It's time to dump Chuck Schumer. He's done nothing for us for 18 years. He's part of the elitist establishment, career politicians. We have come to absolutely understand, never gets it, and does not fight our fights. So, yes, on November 8th, I'm asking you for your protest vote. Write me in for U.S. Senate, John Jensen, U.S. Senate, State of New York. That being said, you can follow me at, at Fix the Nation. And topic today, going to discuss the campaign, discuss some core issues, but obviously have to start with some breaking news. The FBI has reopened the investigation into the Hillary Clinton email situation. Now, the reason I say it so implicitly and so clearly is let's take a big step back. Forget right, wrong, did, didn't. Let's just Let's just take that up for a split second. We need to deal with the reality of what happens in Washington, D.C., and the timing of where we are. You have a President Obama administration. For them, the Department of Justice works. And underneath the Department of Justice umbrella, the FBI works. No way that James Comey and the FBI reopen this investigation 10 or 11 days before the presidential election of the number one superpower country on the planet, while in Washington working for the DOJ and working for the Obama administration. There's no way that happens except new, real, credible, sizable, verifiable information. I want you to think it through. Forget which side of the coin you're on politically, like who you're going to vote for. Just think it through from the logistic piece. The reason he didn't indict before, he erred on the side of caution because he worked for, works for, the DOJ and for the Obama administration indirectly. So he didn't indict. No intent. Now, you can debate all you want whether they looked for intent, all that kind of good junk. But make bank on this. If it were us, we'd already be in jail. Because it's Hillary Clinton, different rules apply. Because it's a career politician who deals with career politicians and who interacts with bureaucrats, different rules apply. Because you're dealing with someone in the middle of an election year who's a candidate for one of the two parties, different rules apply. There are a whole bunch of things that different rules apply. And I'll speak for me as a taxpayer, as a citizen, I think that's horrible. Because one of the things that I just completely will live my life believing and doing, I don't look at people and see skin color. I don't treat people based on religion. 
I don't consider gender to be an issue. Meaning, yes, all those things exist, but that shouldn't affect your judgment. It shouldn't affect the process. These things are clear and defined. Right, wrong. There's not a lot of negotiable pieces of right, wrong. The rules should apply to all of us. And equally, fairly, consistently to all of us. That's all the way down the food chain to the lowest of the low and all the way up the food chains to the highest of the high. But different rules were applied, which brings us to today. Something dropped. There was another shoe. Something happened. There's no way on a whim or a, a rumor or a suspicion that you do something like this 10 or 11 days before a national election to reopen an investigation into the candidate's specific behavior. Can't do it. Politically, it's suicide. And I will say this. As much as he's going to get pounded by the left for today, he got pounded by the right when he didn't indict, right? So he doesn't have any friends right now. And I think for behalf of him and the FBI, they need to approach this ridiculously empirically. They need to look at this on just facts and just act on that and just move or don't move based on that. Because they don't have a lot of wiggle room from either side. Both sides don't like them very much right now. So I wanted to start with that because, to me, it's also a little symptomatic of where we are in this election of 2016. Because, again, you have a binary choice. You have someone who is corrupt versus someone who is offensive. You have someone who is, in fact, the status quo against someone for change. You have someone who is a career politician, elitist establishment, and you have someone who's the polar opposite of that. And I can make the case that both have their good, but I can make the case both have their opportunities or their bad. So it puts us at a fork in the road. Who do you trust? Who do you believe in? And do you like your reality that's now, and do you want a new reality? And that's the fork. So when it comes back to New York and Chuck Schumer, I want you to think about a couple of things. This is someone who jumped right out of college and became a state legislator uh, later and never looked back. He's only worked in government since college. Never, never in the private sector. He doesn't even understand who we are in New York. He does not understand the pressures we face every single day. His ticket's punched. He's good for the rest of his life. doesn't matter what he does. He'll have speaking engagements. He'll hobnob best restaurants, pensions, you know, health care plan. He's set. doesn't matter how much damage he did to the country or how much damage he's done to New York doesn't matter. He has his. But 
that's not the important piece. The important piece is yours. Your reality, my reality, our, as New Yorkers, reality. And that's the talking point, because we're going to rattle down. There are about six core things that I think will really drive this election. That's true nationally. It's also true at the Senate level. So this is my open challenge to you. Because a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, Chuck Schumer, you know, he went to the best colleges. You know, he's been there 18 years. Why would I change? I want you to have an open mind and listen to what I'm about to say. And if you understand the context, trust me, I'm worth your protest vote on November 8th. Because I believe that John Jensen being written in for U.S. Senate from New York is a heck of a lot better than what we've had and knowing we won't have any better. So here are the issues. Let's talk economy for a minute. Now, the economy to me, I can go on really for an hour and never cover it all. But there are some really big chunks you need to understand. The bigger government gets, the more of our money it needs to feed itself. Government, by definition, is the most inefficient beast there is. It's like putting money in a shredder and then not understanding why it's not there anymore. The size and scope of government is an issue. Where are we right now? We have only deficit spent for the last eight plus years. We keep putting ourselves more and more and more in national debt because we don't want to make tough choices in Washington, D.C., i.e. Chuck Schumer doesn't do his job and make bold decisions on where to not spend money. But there's a reason for that. Chuck Schumer loves big government. He believes that you need to spend more and government should be bigger, not the fact that we actually need to run to a budget and be responsible fiscally. And what does that do? It buries your kids, my kids, and future generations without our approval, consent, or even desire. Why? Because it's politi- politically expedient and easy. Nobody loses votes by spending money. Everybody loses votes when they cut spending and take a little something off the table that's important to somebody in their base. Right? Here's the problem. The people that get elected to Washington are sent there to lead responsibly, not to be expedient and not to do what's easy. And Chuck Schumer, quite frankly, has failed us. Other economic factors, tax reform. I'm going to ask you a simple question as New Yorkers. Are you taxed too much or not taxed enough? One, I've never met someone who said, oh, I'm not taxed enough. Take more of my money. Because my simple question then was, well, you know you can just send money into the government. It's part of your IRS form. Go ahead. Go do it. How many have? None. So they're okay paying more, but they don't want to pay more voluntarily. Number two, so less taxes is where we're all going to side. Funny, he's not for lower taxes. He's not for our money being in our pockets. He believes, Chuck Schumer, 
that the federal government knows more about what to do with our money than we do. They should pick and choose. That's lunacy. Number three, health care. Economic, yep, economic. One-sixth of our economy was kidnapped by Obamacare. Have you seen your health care rates? Here's the funny part. The administration actually has tried to spin Obamacare as being successful. Oh, it's right on par with where we thought the rates would be. Here's the hiccup. But we've spent trillions of dollars to enable it, with trillions and more to come, and the only reason it's the same as if it had never been created is because they subsidize the very thing. I'm going to translate subsidize. Subsidize means the government pays a chunk for certain people, but doesn't pay for other people. So the indirect subsidy comes from people who pay, pay more, to pay for the people who don't pay as much. The more government gets involved, the worse it gets. The economy. I'm going to go to immigration, but I want you to remember economy because there's another piece of the uh, another ripple in the pond. Immigration. Yes, I believe in secure borders from a national security sense, but it also comes down to some economic factors. The more we have in the labor force, the more we dilute the minimum wage from a market value sense, and the more government wants to step in and force the minimum wage to be higher. Got a tip for you. Control immigration secures the border. Controlling safe immigration at a reasonable rate make sure the people who come here aren't going to harm us, and it also stops the floodgates on diluting the very minimum wage that people cry out about they can't, quote-unquote, make a living on. It also doesn't dilute that pool so much that it drags down the middle-income class because of it. What's the other thing Obama- Obamacare did, by the way? That's right, it incentivizes part-time jobs, real, full meaningful jobs needs to be part of the economy and the economic equation. Tough to do it when you're taxed more than any other country on the planet, though, right? But there's a reason people want to immigrate here. We are, in fact, the land of opportunity. But ask yourself why. Do they want to come here because they get the free benefits? Or do they want to come here because they want to join us, be part of our culture, and assimilate into it? It's a fair question. National security, another core topic. National security takes on a lot of different fronts. Some of it absolutely is terrorism and hunting them wherever they are in the world. Part of national security is building strong allies and interacting with our friends and our strategic partners really well. I want you to think right now from a foreign policy standpoint how horrible the planet is. Ukraine is unaddressed that Russia went in there. North Korea is unchecked on nuclear development. China and the South China Sea had an international verdict go against them and completely ignored it. Yet we say nothing. Syria, a chaos and crisis all in itself. The entire Middle East is pretty much on fire and chaos. Should we go on? 
we're being tossed out of the Philippines, and we've been friends with them for a really long time. You need to have a national security front and a foreign policy that makes sense, that's unified, that's productive for our country and the planet. Education. Aren't you tired of spending more than any other country in the world and getting a 27th place result from it? Isn't that insulting by its definition? How are we expected to compete? Oh, yes, for the very jobs we want to keep. We cry out for immigration on the higher-level educated people because why? Because we don't have those here, supposedly. Funny, we also don't grow those here because we have such a horrible education system. The federal government system of education has failed. It's a broken model. Part of the immigration failure also helps drive inner-city poverty and the lack of quality jobs, lack of quality labor, lack of quality life, which feeds right into the criminal justice system. If you don't give people a reasonable out, what are their only options? A life of crime. If they have no hope, all of a sudden drug use takes on a different tone, doesn't it? And once you start doing drugs, you've got to feed that beast, right? Criminal justice has a lot of issues, and we need to reform that. It hasn't been touched in 20 years. Funny, Chuck Schumer doesn't bring that up. Inner city poverty needs to be addressed, and that's part a cultural piece of the inner city and getting those people to have more hope on an individual level and having informal leaders in that culture drive a more prosperous tone. But the other piece to solving that is absolutely putting a, in, in place around them a support network that allows them to work their way out productively, private-public partnerships. Better schooling, better housing. You need to grow these generations that have been oppressed in the inner city. Grow them to a point where they believe in themselves and their independence and their own personal freedoms enough that they can explore this wonderful land of opportunity that right now, quite frankly, they're missing out on because no one, both sides of the aisle, have reached out and give them that hand up that they need, that support that they need. And if you don't fix inner city poverty, if you don't fix education, you can't fix criminal justice and the recidivism that we keep facing. And all those drag down an economy because it's a burden. And all those drive big government because they need more benefits and support because they can't do it by themselves and all which get sabotaged by immigration because the jobs they need are taken by people who come from different countries. And here's the sad truth. We even allow open border people to come in unvetted as refugees or not from terrorist nations. Talk about a gift that keeps on giving in a horrific way. So those are my points. And all those points are outside the state boundaries. You can look at Como all you want and de Blasio all you want, but you need help. 
you need the federal government to change positions, to drive the bus that is America, and give us a hope, give us a shot to have a better state by taking some pressure off from a federal government level. Less government means more for us here in New York. Lower taxes means we get to take that money and do what we want to do with that money. Better jobs because the corporations expand, the corporations come back home to the U.S., or the corporations never leave New York, means we have more real jobs longer, and that's good for everybody. More secure, paced immigration is good for everybody. That's not a race comment at all, ever. It's not a religious comment, ever. Are you good for America? Are you in good standing wherever it is you come from? And are you willing to assimilate into the culture that is America? That's a tenet. Those three of every single, every single immigration act since the history of time since 1790. We can evolve, but those three things really can't be negotiable. Chuck Schumer, most of his donors come from outside the state of New York. Doesn't that bother you? It should. He's raised $22 million in a war chest and doesn't even have to campaign because Wendy Long is out to lunch. That upsets me. We're New Yorkers. We're fighters. We have passion. We want what's better. We want champions in New York. Don't you want your Knicks to win, your Mets to win, your Yankees to be better, Islanders, Rangers, etc.? Even Buffalo Bills, right? We want our, our teams to be champions. We froth for that. We're passionate. He doesn't even try. She doesn't even try. So let me get this right. What Chuck Schumer has done is really good for him. He gets a career job. He gets an easy job. He doesn't have to really do anything for us. He just has to do sound bites and talk to the media, show up and vote, go to the greatest restaurants, hobnob with the 1-2% of New York because the main street masses of the population of New York will never, ever come in contact to him. Never. He's a bureaucrat. He's a politician. He's an elitist. If you have the money and the power to reach him, he can do things for you. But if you're just a normal New Yorker, just a guy with a, with a title, don't we deserve better? And that's the rub of the rub, the root of the root. If you want to elect the perfect resume, Chuck Schumer's your guy. It's flawless. It's glorious. If you love the fact that an elitist establishment career politician will be your name in Congress, in Senate, I got a tip for you. He's your guy. But ask yourself a simple question. What has he actually done in 18 years that's made our lives better? He has not reduced government. He's increased it. He has not reduced taxes. He wants them to go higher. He wants more of our money. 
He's for open borders, which puts us all at risk, by the way, and dilutes all of the labor pool. When's the last time he talked about shoving education back to the states, about doing away with Common Core, making a real, sizable, systemic change in education? He won't. He wants the federal government to be bigger, better, stronger, faster. That's his philosophy in every aspect of life. Criminal justice. When's the last time he ponied up and drove something through? If he's this all-powerful, all-connected, 18-year career politician in the Senate and 41-year career politician overall, you mean he can't get criminal justice topic driven through in the last 20 years? Hasn't tried. He might be a really nice guy. I'll never know. He is in the stratosphere of the elite. He, he breathes air I will never come close to. I get that. I don't mind being a worker bee because I'm a guy like you, just like you. I've got a wife. I've got a couple of kids and a mortgage. I fight every day for a better life. I fight the good fight. You can hear I'm passionate about these topics. And I'm learning. I love this stuff. I want us to have solutions. I want us to have a better life for all of us. I don't fight for me. I fight for a couple of kids that need a, need a job when they get out of college. That deserve to open a business they want because they can afford to stay in New York, which is a great state, I might add. But when's the last time New York ever was great? Do you think more corporations open? or more corporations leave? Do you think our overall middle income or higher income people stay in New York, or more of us leave? Do you think each generation it makes a little bit more impossible for that next generation to stay here because just not sure how you can survive? Ask yourself a simple question. If your kid graduated from college recently or is about to graduate, they're going to live with you? Or can they afford to move out because New York's a prosperous place and they can get that real first job and start off you know, on the ground running? Or are they just going to stay at home okay, because they can't afford to move out because the jobs are real, real thin? Or they get a degree with something that they can't use because the jobs aren't there for them to get that real job? And I'll say it again. It's, about, it's the economy, stupid. That's a Bill Clinton line, but man, has it ever, ever been more true? I don't think so. 2016 is a year of change. What we have had the last eight years, and you will agree with me on this, has not been fun, has not been healthy, has been very stressful, and we are not out of the woods. In fact, we're going the wrong direction. We need sizable change. We need to take a real hard look at where we are and where we're about to go and make it better for all of us. And that doesn't take an elitist establishment career politician to do that because they have no interest in changing the game. Why? Because their power and their money hinge on the fact the game never gets better. Because in four more years, six more years, whatever the term is, you're going to vote for them because they take us for granted. And that's why I'm asking for your protest vote 
for U.S. Senate. I want you to write in John Jensen for U.S. Senate from the state of New York. Why? Because New York deserves better. And quite honestly, Chuck Schumer has not got it done. We need someone who's willing to fight the fight. We need to send a message to Chuck Schumer that he doesn't blindly get 65 or 70% of the state's vote because he is who he is. He doesn't deserve it from a record standpoint. As Bill Parcells say, said, you are what your results say you are. You know what his results say he is? He burdened us with Obamacare. He un, un, uh, voted down Glass-Steagall, which allowed the banks to commingle funds. That ended well in 2008. By the way, after that, he was part of one who supported Dodd-Franks, which now protects the banks who are too big to fail. You can't make this stuff up. So we need to make a change. So I'm asking you for two things. One, November 8th, vote, protest vote, write in John Jensen, John Jensen for Senate, U.S. Senate in the state of New York. And number two, grab this link and share it with your friends, your family, and get the word they have a right to know that they shouldn't vote blindly for someone who doesn't get it done. Election 2016 is one for change, the better for the state of New York. Thank you for your time. God bless.